2: $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. The Kakadu
0: plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than
2: oranges. So, why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie?
1: Back in the day, uh, you, you and I got pretty, uh, pretty weirded out by this one. Sony got hacked, and we, had to, we, we were lucky enough to be able to ask our, our colleague, a friend of the show, uh, Tech Stuff host and creator, Jonathan Strickland, to talk a little bit more about what really went down with the Sony hack. And you know what's interesting? I think uh, having Jonathan on is why this became a two-parter
0: um what why why would you say that this is the cluster, man
1: (laughs) (laughs) he had a lot to cover he had a lot to cover
0: there's so much ground to cover here on exactly how the hack happened what the hack is why you know what the allegations are of why it occurred and how does it have to do with this weird movie called the interview does anybody remember that movie i'm pretty sure you can watch it right now if you want to on a streaming service yeah we'd recommend it check out the movie just see see why
1: (laughs) (laughs) i watched the interview entirely because of this episode
0: and a hundred percent why i watched it as well also seth rogan
2: has a special place in my heart from ufos to ghosts and government cover-ups history is riddled with unexplained events you can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ben. We've got our super producer, Noel, as always, on the ones and twos. But that's not all, right? Yeah,
0: we got Matt. I'm the guy who's here, who listens mostly and sometimes fills in. But we've got... One other person, Ben.
1: Yes, our very special guest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. I don't care where you are. Clap. If you're in a place where you can't clap, you shouldn't be there anyway. Anyhow, clap and cheer for our friend, special guest, resident tech expert, and host of numerous House of Work shows, Jonathan Strickland. Hey. Yeah.
4: It's a It's a pleasure to be on this show. I love this show. I am so glad to be on this show. You are distorting my voice, Right. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Just wanna I mean, I know you said my name, so clearly my identity is already out there. But I, it would just make me feel a little more, you know, comfortable. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now the reason we have Jonathan on the show. Yeah,
4: I'm dying to hear this. You are our tech expert. You're
0: the guy that Ben and I go to when we've got something pressing, recovering something that sure. is tech heavy. Yeah. Sure. Uh, because you know your stuff, buddy. I, I
4: follow. I follow the tech news. That's right, I'm and
0: and today we're covering something really tech heavy. Okay, the uh, hack attacks uh-huh. that were perpetrated against Sony Pictures Entertainment. Mm.
1: Most recently, not the 2011 attack.
0: <laughs> yes, or the attacks on the Sony network, the PlayStation network. Right, uh, or any of the other ones, like you were mentioning, the Microsoft mm-hmm. DDoS oh, right, attacks right, sure, that happened sure. recently. Sure. Um, In particular, the ones on Sony Pictures Entertainment, because it has had some weirdly far-reaching consequences. Yeah. Um, And we're just going to kind of go over – I don't mean to co-opt this, by the way, but we're just going to go over uh, kind of a timeline of events and uh, just kind of look at what happened, what we know so far. Sure. And the effects. Sounds great.
4: Yeah, I, Um, I, I have followed the Sony story. Uh, quite a bit. And I am interested to hear what you guys have to think about, you know, this, this is a big one, right? This Mm. is a big story for multiple reasons, Mm. not just the extent of the attack, which I'm sure you guys will get into, but also, like you were saying, Matt, the consequences of that attack, how it's, it's affecting everything from business decisions, which you might call draconian or cold-hearted, depending upon your perspective. Sure. It's, it's really opening up yet another Uh, uh, avenue for the criticism of uh, unequal uh, compensation in the workplace. This Mm -hmm. is something that has been a theme throughout 2014 in the tech sector and elsewhere. Uh, There are a lot of themes that are all wrapped up in this one story. So thank you very much for having me on for this one. Are you kidding? Uh,
1: no, I'm, I'm not kidding. If I were kidding, I would say, hey, North Korea, bring it on. I am mm. kidding. <laughs> well, technically, the name of North Korea is the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. It's a country that's slightly smaller than Mississippi. Uh, South Korea is actually a little bit smaller than North Korea, but has double the population if you have – Watch the news in the past few years, then you probably know North Korea is the thing that pops up with a some kind of bellicose, hyperbolic threat about raining fire and uh, right. their nuclear. Their nuclear work is something that garnered a lot of attention here in the West.
4: Yeah, and also they have a habit of doing things like missile tests. While perhaps mm-hmm. there are other things going on in the Pacific area, mm-hmm. um, there's also and you see this kind of of increase in, I guess, I mean, it's almost like showmanship. It's it's not Mm -hmm. quite aggression. It's Mm -hmm. kind of very Cold War era kind of stuff, where North Korea will put on a demonstration, and then the United States will hold war games Mm -hmm. in that area, in that region, or North Korea will warn against war games, and then after they happen, then put on a demonstration. And so it's a very odd sort of almost cartoonish relationship here. here. Like, if you were to explain this to someone who had no knowledge about relations between North Korea and the rest of the world, they would think you were talking about some sort of fantasy novel.
1: Sure, a Dr. Seuss book, maybe, because... Uh, one interesting fact that some people don't know is that North Korea never officially made peace after what is known as the Korean War in the West. There is a ceasefire, which holds, which is why we have a DMZ, which is a lovely little spot of biodiversity, actually, on the Korean Peninsula. Yeah. We say all this just to say that it is and has been since the close of the war a remarkably tense situation uh, between most of the rest of the world – and the world's only patrilineal communist dictatorship.
4: Right. I Sorry, think it's such I think a mouthful. I think North Korea and China are kind of buddies. Right. Mm-hmm. But yep. pretty much no one else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, did you know trivia? Yes. One of the world's most dangerous golf courses. Really? <laughs> butts up against the DMZ. So you do not want to knock the ball out of bounds. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Golf
1: just became so much more interesting. Yeah, you
4: me. thought the ones in Florida with alligators were bad. Yeah. yeah. I
0: really want to know the rules, like the standing rules for if ball goes past this point.
4: No, you, you just you call it out of bounds and you play it again.
0: Is there just a stack of balls then <laughs> on one of the sides? <laughs> yeah, uh, I,
1: I, I don't know any more details <laughs> <Okay>. about <laughs> sure. okay, I'm sorry. Let's, let's just get back to it. the hacking. So, right. yeah, so a uh, funny thing happens uh, June 11th, 2014. Well, right?
4: funny maybe. It depends on your taste
1: in comedy. What are we talking about? Talking about, talking
4: about the trailer for the film *The Interview*, which is uh, a film starring Seth Rogen and uh, and uh, what's his face, the uh, Franco, right? Yep. James, James Franco. Franco. And uh, premise of the film is that you've got a celebrity uh, talk show host guy, he has, he does this show where it's essentially, he sits down with other like celebrities and has a conversation with them, very fluffy stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and his producer is about to dump him to go do bigger, better things when they get word that Kim Jong Un, the current leader of North Korea, Is a huge fan of the show Mm -hmm. and wants them to come and interview him. And that allows James Franco's character, who is the host, to hold on to Seth Rogen, who's his producer, and go over there. Meanwhile, they are contacted by the United States government and told, hey, while you're over there, if you could just do us a solid and Mm -hmm. kill Kim Jong-un while Mm -hmm. you're there, that'd be great. And then hilarity is supposed to ensue.
1: Right. In theory,
0: this is a comedy. Yes, Uh, and uh, just interesting trivia here. I was listening to a Howard Stern interview with Seth Rogen and he, you know, because he wrote it or co-wrote it, I guess. And he was saying that it was initially supposed to be Kim Jong-il was the Mm -hmm. bad guy that they were supposed to go assassinate. But uh, when he died, they changed it over.
1: And so when we move forward to June 20th of 2014, we start seeing some signals from the North Korean government. Isn't that right?
0: Yeah, there is a reaction from a North Korean official. Uh, I don't want to uh, butcher his name, so I'm just going to tell you. I'll you butcher it. it. Okay.
1: Uh, Kim Mong Choi? Okay. Myung no. Choi. Yeah. Myung Choi.
0: That was Jonathan. Yeah. Well, Kim Yong Choi says, mm-hmm. this is a quote, there's a special irony in this storyline as it shows the desperation of the U.S. government and American society. A film about the assassination of a foreign leader mirrors what the U.S. has done in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, and Ukraine. And let us not forget who killed Kennedy. Americans. strong words from North Korea.
1: Yeah. And this is actually kind of uh, the norm for their diplomatic tone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's an interesting
4: way of putting it. Yes. Their Mm. diplomatic tone. Their diplomatic tone is sometimes lacks diplomacy. But yes. Uh,
1: So this is uh, Matt, as you have said in these wonderful notes, uh, this is not the first time the North Korean government played a part of antagonist in a Hollywood film.
0: Yeah, there were several others. There was a James Bond movie where Mm -hmm. North Korea, I guess, was the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then, like you Team said, America. Team America,
1: mm-hmm. which is still one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And then there's that remake of Red Dawn, which I still have not seen.
4: Well, and the interesting thing there was that ar- the original villains in Red Dawn were to be China, mm. but the decision was made to switch China to North Korea. And, of course, uh, for the reason that everyone would suspect, it has money. To do money. Yeah. China is an enormous market for United States films. But if they were to make China the bad guy, that endangered that entire market. Plus, there's this incredibly incestuous relationship Mm -hmm. with Hollywood and Beijing that we could go into, but it's not really relevant here. But at any rate, North Korea became the bad guys in that film because of that.
1: And so this... Precedent, uh exist on both sides, but by July of 2014, we have a uh, North Korean ambassador to the UN, Ja Song-nam, uh, writing to Ban Ki-moon, who, uh, as you know, is the South Korean uh, head of the UN at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, he makes uh, the North Korean ambassador, this makes a really great point uh, in the following quotation. To allow the production
0: and distribution of such a film on the assassination of an incumbent head of a sovereign state should be regarded as the most undisguised sponsoring of terrorism, as well as an act of war. The United States authorities should take immediate and appropriate actions to ban the production and distribution of the aforementioned film. Otherwise, it will be fully responsible for encouraging and sponsoring terrorism.
4: Now, clearly, if the United States government did engage in such things, that would immediately be a case of censorship,
1: mm-hmm. which in the United
4: States we generally consider to be something we're not supposed to engage in on a governmental level.
1: Right. Yeah. And let's also not forget that the West is home to so many parody films. Sure. The things that have been done on film, fictionally, yeah. to every single president Except for maybe Harding, his career didn't really take off.
4: No, but man, the fun we had with Taft.
1: The fun oh. we're still having with Taft. Yeah. Uh, so what I guess what we're saying is that there is a degree of perception at play here. Uh, you know, remember when Borat? Now this was not a U.S. film, but when sure. Borat came out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kazakhstan was not happy with the way that the Kazakh people were portrayed. Sure, which makes sense but they didn't threaten um well they didn't call it terrorism but right. they but also this point here is really interesting is this a situation where there's a definite wrong or right or is this opinion i think it's a little strong to call it an act of terrorism
4: well i do too but then again we live in a country where we have entertainment where presidents have been assassinated as part of the story mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know there like are- the
0: death of a president film
4: Or, or 24, which has had that happen. I mean, spoilers, man. Okay. I didn't say what season. Okay. Right? They're like, like, they're like a billion seasons 24. Okay. I haven't seen 24.
0: In 24 is an active sitting president, like that is actually really sitting assassinated. He's
4: actually standing at the time.
0: A, a, so, okay. Is it, Barack Obama? No, no, no there's a, a fictional, TV it's a fictional okay, so, president. But we're talking about an, an actual, actual person, human being yeah. that is in office, right? Okay, yeah, sure. So we're seeing that there is an international, well, a national outcry from another nation mm-hmm. uh, that this film, you know, we don't want this film to go forward, is essentially what North Korea is saying, mm-hmm. and. I don't know really what the – I can't say at least what the pressures were, at least from our government or from the U.N. or anything mm-hmm. uh, on Sony to censor the film in any way. If any. If any at all. Uh, but we do know that the theatrical release of the interview got pushed back from October to December 25th, the Christmas Day. Right. Um. Not long after this, a uh, little less than a month after this, it was officially pushed back. Mm-hmm. Um, now – Here's where it's a little interesting to me. Uh, there, there were official edits going on at Sony of the film where they were digitally changing the buttons that were worn by the North Korean soldiers because originally they were actually showing, um, the buttons that are worn in reality by North Korean soldiers that commemorate Kim Jong-il and Kim Jong-un. Hmm. And, uh, Sony was officially stating that these buttons were a, uh, clearance problem. Right. That's why they were changing them. Um, but it was known that this was a kind of blasphemy to show this on film, uh, at least to North Koreans' North Korea's view.
1: Well, sure, because in the in the culture of North Korea, the leaders are exalted, deified, even. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've seen some of the interviews or documentaries about this, I'm I've been fascinated with North Korea for a long time, Matt. You know this, mm-hmm. so, so stop me if I start talking about irrelevant stuff. Please keep Both going. Both you guys. You too, Noel. All right. So there are practices that might seem very strange to people from outside of this culture, such as, um, you know, we have this uh, old picture of Nikola Tesla here in the studio, right? Yeah. Uh, if he were, you know, Kim Jong-il or uh, Kim Il-sung and we were in North Korea, we would have a picture like that in every house. And yeah. we would also have a button that everyone has to wear. So it is it is a really really big deal and sony was probably smart to alter them but i don't think that changes how offensive it would still be
4: right yeah i mean every, it's kind of like saying the to me it's the same thing as as leading up to but not saying a curse word right <laughs> you you don't say it but the people who hear you know what you were intending and they think it anyway so Son of yeah. A- yeah like somehow that 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 ends up exonerating you of offending other people no that doesn't because Ooh. actually what you've done is made the other person do the work for you not actually me. louis ck has a great bit about that yeah, he i does. was just thinking about it um, <laughs> you just put it in my <laughs> head <laughs> yeah so so it's the same sort of thing right like mm-hmm. if you see it even if you know it's been altered you know what the original intent was and so it's not like that somehow magically erases the intent right. there was also the the story about how and here's a spoiler alert for okay. anyone who plans to see the interview, because breaking news, there are a couple places where you might actually get a chance to do that. But spoiler alert, there is a scene in the movie in Ooh. which the leader, Kim Jong-un, is actually killed. And uh, it's a I believe he's in a helicopter that is struck by a very powerful explosive. Um, uh, it, looks uh, like yeah, it looks like a tank round. Yeah, it looks like a tank round. And so then there is the sequence of Kim Jong Un dying by being blown up mm. in slow motion. And that one of the things we learned as a result of all the stuff we're about to talk about is that there was a whole series of changes that were dictated by the, the, by Sony. Dictated. To, clever yeah, use of words there. To Seth Rogen, uh, who very clearly was getting uh, exasperated mm, by all yeah, the changes toward yeah. the end of it to make it less and less graphic.
1: So they're um, watering it down. And as, as we know, and as you probably know, too, listeners, often when people attempt to make those kinds of series of compromises, what they end up doing is making something they didn't want to make in the beginning.
0: Hey, you guys, I feel like I'm just playing the interrupter guy this whole thing. I, I'm sorry. Uh, but we, we do need to take a break just for a moment to hear a word from our sponsor. So we will be right back.
1: Uh, So we know that it is retroactively revealed around November 21st uh, that some top execs at Sony's are getting these emails with uh, ransom requests, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it was
0: something that the executives didn't take very seriously, uh, I guess, uh, because this was a couple days before... The big hit occurred. Yep. Um, And I've just got an excerpt from one of the uh, alleged emails. It said, Notice to Sony Pictures Entertainment, we've got great damage by Sony Pictures. The compensation for it, monetary compensation, we want. Pay the damage or Sony Pictures will be bombarded as a whole.
1: And in November 24th, sources at Sony go public with the hack. They have been hacked by a group called Guardians of Peace or... G O P But a different one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's also another reference to
4: well, anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh and you can find uh screen grabs of an allegedly hacked Sony terminal online. It's got red skeleton in the background, and the following message. Jonathan, could you do this sure. like an evil voice?
4: Warning. We've already warned you. And this is just a beginning. We continue till our request be met. We've obtained all your internal data, including your secrets and top secrets. If you don't obey us, we'll release data shown below to the world. Determine what you do till November the 24th, 11 o'clock p.m.
1: GMT. That's great. I'm glad that they. I'm glad that they put the Greenwich Mean Time there because yeah. that could have really been awkward. Right? right? It would
4: have been like, well, how, well, eleven when. Like, if it's Pacific time, we've got some. De- we got some time, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
1: have yeah. to have a line of communication. Right. Yeah, no, that's and
4: that's important.
0: And then below that, there were five links to, uh, I guess, very
4: top secret material and secret material. Right. Um, that some of which has subsequently been leaked, but not necessarily all of it. Right. Exactly.
1: There's still there's still a couple of. uh Still a couple cards up the sleeve, perhaps even a, a dead man's hand kind of thing going on. Uh, yeah, so the Guardians of Peace describe themselves as an international organization, including famous figures in the politics and society from several nations, such as the United States, United Kingdom and France. We are not under the direction of any state. This is an
4: important thing to point out. Because you might be thinking, hey, you guys spent an awful lot of time talking about North Korea in the interview at the beginning of this podcast, <laughs> right? I mean, possibly too much time because Jonathan was in the show. Uh, I'm known as the talky one. Uh, yeah, this is, this is also important because obviously if you've been following the story at all, you know that there had later been um, uh, some allegations made that North Korea was at least in part, if not wholly, behind these attacks.
1: And these allegations came from Uncle Sam.
4: And that in fact, the impetus for the attacks in the first place was specifically because of this movie we talked about, The Interview. However, if you've been paying attention to the messages we've been reading, you'll notice that there's been no mention of The Interview so far.
0: You'll, mention, you'll notice a couple of things, and also one of them is that the English on these statements at least the grammar, isn't
4: that great. But it also doesn't necessarily seem to be the same kind of stilted English that we tend to see Mm -hmm. in actual communications from places like North Korea.
1: Right. Uh, We do know, however, that a lot of information was leaked. So wow. it's December 1st. If you could just – now, you talked a little bit about this on Tech Stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay. So if you guys could just detail some of the information.
4: Okay, yeah. Uh, no
1: specifics so that we all don't also get attacked. But
4: Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, my heart goes out to – I mean, say what you will about any large company or whatever, but I don't wish anyone to have – Suffered the kind of huge setbacks that Sony Pictures has, right? Um, you know, my opinions of their movies, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. I don't wish them harm. So some of the, I mean, because I'm not a big fan of a lot of Sony Pictures. I know, films. I know, I know. Look, just release Spider Man back to Marvel. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, so they they had several films stolen uh, from them. They had um, uh, essentially in screener format. Now, uh, screeners mm-hmm. are the kind of movies that a movie studio will send. Out to uh, to usually to members of say the academy,
1: sure the producers yeah. guild,
4: right? It's the idea that there's there's certain communities that get to see this so that they can end up nominating it for an award or voting for it or whatever. And uh, these were clearly. Coming from this source because they still had watermarks on them, screener watermarks. So, you know, it wasn't like a clean copy of the movie. Uh Uh, You had this overlay on top. But uh, these were movies that included ones that had not yet been released. There was Fury, which had already come out, and Annie, which had not come out, Mm -hmm. uh, and a few others. And so that was very high profile. But then there was just tons of information that got released as well. Some of it was merely embarrassing. Things like a list of internal uh, communications between employees that ended up revealing some very personal opinions about the direction of the company.
1: I think Angelina Jolie is a bad actor. I think we need to stop making Adam Sandler movies. You know, George Clooney wrote me a really nice email.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, and there's even stuff about the president uh, that, that people had to apologize for. Right.
1: Yeah. And then and then beyond that,
4: beyond the just the internal communications, we started getting information about things like executive salaries. Mm. uh, And that's where we really saw the disparity between people of certain uh, races and genders like white men and then everybody else.
1: So uh, as you have noted here, Matt. We don't want to exacerbate the situation, so we won't go into too much further detail. If you want information about the specific content of these leaks, um, you can find it online. You I mean, pretty much out. every major media
0: outlet has been just mm-hmm. scouring over this sure. stuff. And just, I don't know, From in my opinion, I, it's really weird, and we'll talk about this maybe a little later, the, the um, journalist view of this? Like what what is really newsworthy about the specific leaked information? Should uh, they even be talking about it in that kind of specifics when yeah. you're looking at,
4: well, I, mean, I don't know. There, there's, there are multiple layers, right? Mm-hmm. There's the layer of the hack itself is newsworthy and needs to be talked about. Right. Because, that could
1: do BBC, Guardian, Al Jazeera. Yeah.
4: And, and, and that needs to be talked about because not only is it a newsworthy event, but it's something that should alert other companies to say, we really do need to take a serious look at our our cybersecurity.
1: Yeah. Right. But we and, need to really look at that. And we know that cybersecurity or cyber attacks have been uh, on the rise globally. The United States and China are, as we speak, engaged in a really weird, great game online.
4: Oh, yeah. And including a game where we discover things like uh, Chinese code that's embedded deep in U.S. infrastructure. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's spooky, interesting. And it's true. And so, um, you know, there's that that part's newsworthy. There's another layer. That's something that investigative journalists would normally go after things like this disparity in pay. Now, yeah. that's that's something that an investigative journalist would look into and want to try. Yeah, it's a whole nother story. In right. itself. But the the way that this information was revealed does raise some ethical issues that are really murky. These are not easy questions mm-hmm. to answer and in fact it i think it depends upon the outlet some of them are really engaged in schadenfreude right they're just yeah, like that. especially the ones about the adam sandler qu- uh, quotes the things about the, like even sony can't stand adam sandler movies um <laughs> and yeah there's something really funny about that i laughed when i read it too mm-hmm. but at the same time you think about it and you're like wow that's kind of a crappy thing to report on um mm-hmm. i mean I, I don't know that i wouldn't have done it myself if i had thought about it i probably would have yeah. I might have felt badly about it later.
1: <laughs> I've uh, I've actually uh, stopped saying horrible things about our coworkers in email.
4: Yeah, I just say it straight I'm to safe. their face these days. I just sort of yeah.
1: yell it. We have an open office plan, so I think they'll get the message. Well, I mean, I, I, I,
4: ever since I stopped calling people jerks and just referred to them as Josh, he's certainly gotten the message.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's working on a macaroni picture of you guys. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, for Christmas. But
0: for real, it gets into the whistleblower territory. Right. Where, yeah. 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 You know and it really made me question deeply some of my beliefs about whistleblowers and information that I feel is important to be shared when sure. it's you know when you have that moral conundrum of a oh, man I should other people need to know about is this is it your
1: responsibility yeah,
0: and win. i got to tell you guys it's it's hurting my brain a little but i like it i yeah. don't
1: think i don't think this is quite the same as uh, whistleblowing outside of the systemic policy problems that yeah. that kind of inequality and in pay can have. But what we know that's interesting here is that December 2nd, just this past month, uh, the federal Bureau of Investigation says they're officially looking into North Korea for doing this. And I don't know about you guys, yeah, but one movie is kind of flimsy for a state sponsored hack of this magnitude. Sure. I am not saying it wasn't them, but I'm saying, if it is, boy, that's touchy.
0: Hey, guys, uh, I am really sorry. I hate to interrupt. Jonathan, Ben?
4: I, I hate you when you interrupt me, too. Uh,
0: I know. Look, we're, we're going a little long here. Would you what? guys mind if we split this up into two?
1: Okay, well, let's end on a, a cliffhanger. Usually we do the email address, but let's let's do a cliffhanger now so we can get people set up for part two. Okay, totally, okay. totally. Okay. Was, Was it North Korea? North Korea? Was it the MPAA?
4: Was it someone? inside sony the whole time
1: to find out you'll at least have to listen to part two dun 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 dun, dun. <laughs> oh that was kind of nbc-ish <laughs> thanks so much guys tune in next week
0: and that's the end of this classic episode if you have any thoughts or questions about this episode
3: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
1: Attention, true crime enthusiast! Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the
2: mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief.